Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Born to Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Marsha Witeka. Conversations plus connections equals community. Those are my three C's. The heart of my show is what's your story? It's my belief we all have stories. Some are similar, others are uniquely different. Storytelling brings the passions of my guests to life through our conversations. So be prepared to be entertained, informed, and inspired. Welcome to today's show. Hi, everybody. I'm so excited. I'm Marsha Waitek, in case you were wondering. Today's show is about dancing, and my guests are Charlene Carey. She is the founder of the Rocky Mountain Theater and School and the president of Ballet Beyond Borders, and Karen Dial. She is the executive producer of the Ballet Beyond Borders, the Los Angeles edition. And I would just like to welcome you to the show, Charlene. Thank you. Really happy to have you joining me. And Karen, welcome back. Happy to have you join me as well. Thank you, and hello, Westchester. Yes, Westchester's in the house. We have some really exciting, it is, and this is a very exciting time. Um, And for those of you that that have been following my podcast for forever, over four years, um, what's what's the podcast part a little over a year, you know that my guests can live anywhere. So when Karen was with me the very first time, we were in a studio and you could watch us now. It doesn't have to be that way because Charlene is in Missoula, and it does, you know, how, how fabulous is that? So I'm just so excited to have you join us, and I thought what would be great for our audience is to just get to know you just a little bit. So, Karen, could you just please uh, tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Sure. I, I'm a local Westchester Plaid Al Ray girl, and... Uh, raised in the community, um, my parents. Uh, I was one one year old when we moved here, so I wasn't exactly born here, but I was raised here. Um, I'm the president of our family business, family-owned business, and run by family members, uh, Drawlinger Properties, and um, I'm here to try to put Westchester on the map even more than it already is. Um, I've always had a love and appreciation of the arts, and I feel like I want to bring a gentler approach, which affects change, and uh, to our community. I think that's something that we all need to uh, pay a little more attention to these days. Um, I believe that community spirit is a way to bring fellowship to our town. I married my high school sweetheart, Ken Dial, and we have two amazing children. And I also adored my parents, who uh, raised me with a lot of family values and love. And cheers to Howard and Jewel Drawlinger. Um, uh, under understanding that no one is perfect, I continue to search and strive for ways to improve myself and our community and the world. And my next biggest endeavor, which is a community uh, endeavor, is opening an indie bookstore in January, and it will be called The Book Jewel. 
Can I interrupt you, Karen, because I, I, this show is really about dance, but you've just said a lot of things that really touch my heart. I didn't know your mom. I certainly knew your dad. I was a, very active at the YMCA. You couldn't live in this community and not know your dad. Where you're opening up this indie book thing is so cool to those of us that still live here in Westchester. For those of you that have no idea where Westchester is, let me just tell you, we we consider the Los Angeles International Airport in Westchester, for those of us that live here. And this bookstore is going into our old Carl's Toy Store. For those of you that are my local friends, you just need to know Karen is making a huge impact in this community. And I'm so grateful, Karen, truly, as a Westchester resident that was born here and went through all these schools. But enough about Westchester because I really want Thanks. to get Charlene in here. And Charlene, let's, why don't you share a little bit about yourself in Missoula, Montana? <laughs> Well, I was actually born in Chicago, and um, my mother had been quite a well-known ballerina right after World War II at Radio City Music Hall in New York. And my father was a filmmaker, so I grew up in a very theatrical family. And um, at a young age, began training with my mother, and that led me to boarding school for ballet and to continue my training at American Ballet Theater and work at Radio City Music Hall. Um, and up until I moved to Montana, I had a very urban life. I lived in Chicago. I lived in New York. And I had a decade in Los Angeles. Um, and when I chose to move to Montana, it was the first um, rural place that I've ever, you know, invested my, my heart and soul in time. And it was really a place that I decided to start over and to begin a program that would be in harmony with my roots, um, with the careful training that I was given as a child and really exceptional opportunities that my parents um, embraced and, you know, because of their backgrounds, they didn't just do classical ballet. They were very commercially influenced and in film. Um, most children don't grow up with a steady diet of art galleries and the symphony, but, but I did, and travel. So that's the roots and the origins of what I've evolved to as an artist. And Montana has given me not just the beautiful landscape to live in, but um, the opportunity to focus without all the noise that can happen in an urban environment. And um, it's led to what we're about to do very soon in Los Angeles, full circle, you might That's, say, returning to L.A. Yes, <laughs> indeed. So, Karen, let me ask you something. Um, Charlene didn't grow up here in Westchester like you and I did. How did, how did the two of you meet? <laughs> Well, um, that's a good story. Uh, I also live part-time in Missoula, Montana, which is in western Montana. My husband, Ken, and I raised our two kids there. And when Natalie, our daughter, was 12, she was in search of a new place to take ballet and jazz classes. And we had just heard about Rocky Mountain Ballet Theater opening. And I said, Nat, 
just I'm going to drive you around to different places and you take lessons and whatever uh, makes you feel like wherever you belong, <laughs> that's where I want mm-hmm. you to have lessons. And so she chose Charlene. And there it was. Um, <laughs> my daughter is turning 30 this week. So <laughs> it's been a long time. And um, Natalie has lifelong friends at the studio that she met when she was 12, in addition to a, a lifelong friendship with Charlene. And um, I was able to participate a little bit. I was a chaperone one year in Italy uh, when Natalie was about 15. And um, it just blossomed from there, and we've become really close friends. <laughs> That's a great story. And, you know, I just got to – so what's, what's your daughter's birthday, Karen? What, 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 when's her birthday? She's July, July 24th this week. Yeah. So my son's is July 23rd, and your daughter's turning mm. 30, and mm-hmm. my son is turning 45. And they're in from oh. Tucson so that we can celebrate together. So they're kind of milestone oh, birthdays. So congratulations to our children. That's really cool. And it's a great. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. It's a, it's a great story on how um, dance began. And, Charlene, I think this would be just a perfect lead-in for those that are listening now. It's like, okay, well, Natalie really loved it and Karen really loved it. So let's hear about what it is to love about the Rocky Mountain Theater and School. <laughs> tell us, tell us about the history and your mission. What, what tell us about mm-hmm. this, your your company and school. Well, Rocky Mountain Ballet Theater is a school for young children through adults, and we are you know our roots is, are in classical ballet because just like any other great art form, the classics is you know, how you become informed about the highest level of um, precision and technique, et cetera, et cetera. So we, we are a professional training facility for dancers starting in ballet, but we offer everything from hip hop to jazz to tap. And we have a recreational uh, development program as well as for the children who are on um, a very serious training track, like Natalie was actually. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm a person that my entire life, I, I guess I was sort of destined to become a choreographer and um, work in that creative realm. So we're not known for doing the Nutcrackers or Swan Lakes. As a matter of fact, we don't present them at all. And when I moved to Montana, I was devoted to just creating new work on the students that were in the room, which is obviously always changing, too. Not just who's there, but at the level they're at and the age they're at. And to serve the community, which was not necessarily, as I said, an urban environment that, you know, was was accustomed to um, attending the Nutcracker at Lincoln Center or something. We wanted to develop a, a core audience of people that would love ballet as much as they love going to the Grizz Stadium and seeing football. And the way to do that was to, you know, open our Christmas show with a kick line like you know, like the Rockettes would have and, mm-hmm. um, you know, feed them a little Mozart and uh, some contemporary work that would be, you know, artistically challenging or not, and to develop our own audience here in Montana. And that was a successful recipe, um, not just for 
me personally, but also to develop a following um, across the state. And quite luckily, by chance, we began touring internationally in 2002, and we had opened in 1998. Um, Missoula is a university town, so there's always you know, the, the uh, perks that come along with that, um, that we can partner with the university on, on various international events. And as it came to be, we would perform for some of their guests that would come in um, from different countries, et cetera. And we had discovered after our tour to Austria that um, our former Senator Max Baucus was a fan of our work. And hmm. we were invited to go to the Olympics in 2008 wow. in Beijing. So that set us on a path of um, creating work specifically for a global community, far beyond my, you know, Missoula community, and that I felt needed to um, project where we came from in the world. And I think when most people would imagine Montana, they would think of the American West and the dreams of the American West and beyond the landscapes, the, the indigenous people who live here, the Blackfeet tribes and the Salish nation, and the animals, obviously the bears. And we have a creature called the wild Montana turkey. So I created a ballet for the wild Montana turkey. Um, and we said the wild Montana turkey that flew to Beijing. And um, oh, that's it became a, became a great hit. Uh, and I don't know, there could be, but I don't know of any other um, ballet company that presents within our um, ranks children, professional ballet dancers, Native Americans, and cowboys. So when we went to China, I didn't you know, want the ballet dancers to do a Native American performance or the cowboys. We, we brought them with us, and we happened to be there when the earthquake happened um, oh, you know, shortly after that. So each day began with me looking at the menu of um, pieces that we had brought to represent not just Montana but the USA as well, and and look at the audience we were going to be dancing for and, and try and decide who would be the best person to to represent um, Montana and my organization in the USA. And frankly, following the earthquake, there was it was impossible for me to think of anything that would be more sincere and appropriate than um, representation from our Salish Kootenai dancer, Louis Plant, who would offer a prayer. It was very beautiful, actually. And without going on and on about China, what I'm trying to indicate is this opened the entire world to us. Um, mm -hmm. I was privileged to, to be included on um, trade missions with um, Senator Max Baucus to South America. And beyond presenting the dances, I started to try to introduce you know, the dialogue um, about what was happening in the American West and, and in Montana specifically. And then the, the diplomats and um, the business people could continue their conversations after our dance. And that's, that's what's happened to our children here as well, because as we've made these bridges globally, um, our education has evolved at Rocky Mountain Ballet Theater. 
it's become necessary for them to understand that when they're served something at dinner in another country, it would be impolite to not eat it or to try it. Or if somebody mm-hmm. makes a huge effort to speak to you in English, you need to also make a huge hef- effort to speak to them in, in their language. And all of the things that spin off of that concept really come down to, with the arts, dialogue is it's unnecessary. And we can find similarities and differences throughout all of our cultures and all of our countries. But the event that we're bringing to Los Angeles is the culmination of 20 years of working hard at home in the studio and then opening our eyes to the rest of the world and utilizing our talents and our um, imagination to make friends. It's really that it's that that basic. <laughs> and, you know, and I, I must tell you, that was really a beautiful explanation. And while I'm thinking about it, for those of you that are listening, I I have a computer in front of me with the screen for this show, but I also always pull up the web page for my guests. And if you would like to see some of the magnificent pictures, this is how simple I can make this for you. You would just need to go to the www.rmbt.org, Rocky Mountain Ballet Theater. That's the rmbt.org. And you will see some of the costumes and you will see some of the things that the, the, the cowboys, you'll be seeing some of the things that we're going to continue to talk about because it's exquisite. Your, your, your page is, is really, really beautiful. Uh, Karen, oh, thank you. I wanted to just, uh, you're, you're welcome. I wanted to just do a, a quick sidestep because you have made a huge impact in this community and we're going to talk about your invo- involvement with, um, the um, Ballet Beyond Borders, but I know personally as somebody that lives in this community what you've done for the YMCA and for our local schools. And one example is how you have really brought yoga to our local schools, and I thought you could just just tell us just a little bit about why you did that and the impact that you believe it's having on the students here in our community. Okay, sure. Yoga has been an amazing gift for me. I started taking yoga lessons more than 18 years ago, and uh, the benefits are far more reaching than one can expect. Um, You really, if if anybody out there is uh, trying to start their own uh, idea to go look into yoga, you need to find an excellent teacher. Somebody that knows human anatomy would be great (laughs) to start with. And and start slowly and go to gentle yoga classes. Um, But uh, for me, it has become a a daily practice for me. And I still offer, um, here at the office, I offer my staff yoga classes twice a week. I'm a a good believer. (laughs) It, um, It creates strength and balance. And it increases our mobility and sense of calm and inspiration. And with our world being so filled with noises and negativity, uh, learning to quiet our minds can uh, still make us 
change the way we look at things and um, in a more positive fashion and improve our ability to learn. Um, I wondered what it would be like if we could offer yoga classes to our local schools. And mm -hmm. um, I was wondering about the benefits that this could uh, give children at any age. So I really I wanted to start with um, kindergartners and go up through eighth grade so many of our local kids stay in the same school or around the community for um, their, their school years, their formative years. So um, with my family foundation um, was very supportive in saying, yes, let's, let's give this a try. And so we use the YMCA as a conduit. To, they provide the teachers. And they have excellent teachers. And um, this has been widely received by the schools and by the parents. <laughs> um, parents and teachers and, uh, and the children are much more calm. They have better coping skills. And they have increased their level of self-confidence. And we're um, also looking for more funding to help us grow the programs, but currently we are in nine local schools, uh, K to five, and we have one junior high, and that's Orville Wright Junior High, where I met my husband in seventh grade. <laughs> yes, so it's really a middle um, school now, we, though. It's, some habits are hard. It is. Break. It is a middle school. We, Orville Wright. Excuse we, me. Orville Wright Middle School. There you have it. <laughs> I know. I, we called it a junior high when we were in school. You're absolutely right. Well, yes. I just think it's great. I have heard the feedback because I am still associated with the Y, and I have heard the uh -huh. feedback. And for myself personally, and I've mentioned this on several shows, it has changed the way I am living my life when I mm -hmm. learned how to breathe and calm myself down because we all have stressors. And if you can get those shoulders away from your earlobes, and get them down where they belong and take a deep breath and say, this is going to be fine and really believe it and practice it just like the piano, just like dance, right. it does make a difference. So thank you, Karen, for, for what you've done in that regard for this community. It's, it's very appreciated. And I would like to um, – so, so Charlene, I, you, you basically sort of mentioned this whole background, but I think that um, because – I suppose because you were truly – a ballerina yourself is is and i don't know the glossary in the dance world are there are there are there like are there certain categories of ballerinas or is everybody that dances in ballet called a ballerina i don't really know the answer to that <laughs> well that's actually that's actually a good good question because i've had people say you know what brand of ballet do you, do you teach um yeah and that's that's very funny to all of us who actually you know <laughs> have have had a long career in classical ballet. Classical ballet is classical ballet anywhere in the world, and that's what's so fabulous is when you walk into China and take classes of national ballet, it's the same as it is, you Universal. know, in the Paris Opera or anywhere. Uh, the only difference is we have these cultural differences. You know, New York City Ballet was branded with George Balanchine's uh, genius and, and brilliance, and the Americans are known for having great speed, but the Cubans have this tremendous male, macho, 
you know, ethnicity to it and music. And so all classical ballet is classical ballet, but what, what makes it different is the country that you've landed in, not the vocabulary. The vocabulary for all of us is the same, and, and the training is basically very much the same, too. It's, uh, you know, it is what it is, just like it would be if you were studying, you know, classical languages or classical music. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that's unique about how this happened for us with the Ballet Beyond Borders um, is for many years we were invited to competitions and we're not a competition studio, Rocky Mountain Ballet Theater. It never even occurred to me to go to a competition. It wasn't on my horizon. It wasn't how I was trained. And frankly, in the good old days of competition, you know, Mikhail Baryshnikov would compete or Johan Renval or the greatest, greatest dancers in the world you know, competed in Moscow or Varna and won the gold medals. It really wasn't something that the average dancer aspired to, was to compete. It was among the best of the best. So when we returned from China, um, I had barely landed, and I had been invited back to go to the Beijing ballet competition. And that was a very unique opportunity for me, and one of my dancers was invited to compete, which is even more unique. Um, So we participated. And, but it wasn't something we had sought off after, and we did very well. And that also was catapulted that us first? into – that was the first well, competition we'd ever, of... ever been to. Um, wow. And then in 2014, my company was in um, Europe, and we were working in the opening of the Salzburg Music Festival. And we had all these great Montana ballets, and I had a large group with me, and we received an invitation from um, – Vienna to come to compete in a prestigious competition there. Once again, I had to say, you know, we're not here to compete. We're here working in Salzburg and um, for the music festival, and my dancers were at the Salzburg Ballet, and they encouraged us to come. So I grabbed two dancers. They did very, very, very well uh, in the pas de deux category and came in right behind Russia and China. And so that was two uh, un, un, you know, unplanned success stories in a competition. So we had made friends in Vienna, and they wanted to collaborate with us on a competition. And as our story unfolded, because we've done this now you know, five times um, in Montana, that I was never interested in just the comp- competition or the competitive elements of you know, a competition week. And because we live in a university town and because I have a school with young children, I wanted to think of the competition of a festival week being, say, you know, one-third of a piece of pie and that we would have a diplomacy conference where all these people who are coming from around the world could talk to each other, not just about policy, but present, um, you know, stories from their culture and their heritage along with their dances in the competition. And we also, especially with um, my friend Karen, we wanted to continue the global exchange in the local public schools and make the dancers participate in writing their stories or speaking their stories. So we began an essay contest, and that was very, very revealing because we saw the dancers on stage, but once you started to have received their stories 
it became a much richer, richer, you know, experience. So Ballet Beyond Borders is literally like a pie, and it has all these unique pieces, and each piece relates to the other piece. And for an example, a jury member could also speak to their experience of living in China during the Cultural Revolution, or living in Russia during the Cold War, or being a dancer who lives in a favela in Brazil and somehow managed to get you know, and, uh, a visa to come to the USA. So once these stories start to be sh- shared, it, it becomes a very personal experience. And that's mm-hmm. what Karen and I have become devoted to, is not just elevating the, um, the one dancer in the back who is clearly the best jumper or turner, because somewhere on the side is a little girl from who knows where, who probably will become a future leader in her own country. And all she really needs is to have a success during BBB to maybe identify a a future scholarship for her or a future sponsor that's going to give her those opportunities. So we want to unlock the opportunities for the children and young people, not just to dance, but to help them find their next step along the path. And that's what it is. <laughs> that's really, I mean, it, it's it's that's beautiful. So it's not, it's just unlocking the opportunities not just to dance, but to right. look, but to look into their own personal futures. Right. But it's the dance that brings us together, and that's what's that's the so United, wonderful that's the about it because. The dancing is not just for one age category. It's for, you know, it's for everybody. And it's for our jury mm-hmm. members who are, you know, retired from their performing career. But their stories date back to, you know, a long, long time ago. <laughs> and the children need those stories need to be passed down, I guess is what I'm saying. You know, the stories right. need to be passed down in the age of the Internet and everything else. We all know that, you know, the younger generation especially can Google anything and have instant information but they don't really have a story you know or the why or the Mm -hmm. personal the personal uh connections between between us that's that's a real that's a that's a good point we've we've talked about festivals we've talked about galas and um i i think that what would be really great i know karen that you you are very um involved in um and bringing this gala and this festival to our community. Um, I'm going to just kind of jump around a little bit on some of our questions because I want to make sure that everything gets covered. And uh, Mm -hmm. I think that for you, Karen, I know that you, you you are a community partner. It's not just with the YMCA. It's with a lot of different organizations. And, yes. and a lot of that, like you said, started with the, the, the groundbreaking of your, of your parents. So why did you decide to partner up with Loyola Marymount University, which is just three blocks from my house? Right. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Well, Charlene and I were talking about, um, you know, what's next for, for um, Triple B, we call it, Ballet Beyond Borders. And um, I think we both were were just chatting, and I said, "Wow, it would be really cool to bring it 
to L.A. sometime to bring it to Westchester. And mm-hmm. um, maybe we could get in, we could have some involvement through Loyola Marymount University, which is, which makes Westchester between, between Loyola Marymount and Otis School of Design, we're a college town. So why can't we yes. have this? And why can't we host something this big in, in little old Westchester? So um, I, I happen to uh, be very honored to serve as a trustee of Loyola Marymount, and it's a great honor to me, and I happen to know our president, Tim Snyder, fairly well, and yep. he has a vision for global imagination, and which brings uh, diversity and inclusivity to uh, the world. And so I, I thought, well, I'll start with President Snyder and see if and explain a little of this to him first, and see if he would uh, let me run with it. And he thought it was a great idea. So I quickly called uh, one of the deans, Brian Alexander, and we had a meeting two years ago, June. <laughs> so this has been two years in the works. And um, we are all tremendously excited about it. And I've spent the last couple of years introducing Charlene to basically everyone I know on the LMU campus, including people that I didn't even know, but I thought we should meet together. And we just began um, talking and uh, introducing, and that's how it's been uh, formulated, but the NLMU has Wonderful. been super supportive, and uh, they've made it as uh, fairly easy as possible for us. And uh, this is a day that this is not only a one day, this is a four day collaboration. So people have to realize, and and people need to go online. And Charlene will tell you how to go online. But this is not just a one day gala. This is mm-hmm. inclusive of, um, of Loyola has certain activities, and then the rest of the um, performances and the judged events are at the Redondo Performing Arts Center. So mm-hmm. if you're local in Loyola, you could walk over to campus. Everything is free. You could watch master's classes. You could, oh. you could watch films. You can participate in um, an essay contest just to get a feel of who these students are, who are these dancers that we're talking about. These are people from all walks of life. They don't have, some of them, any money in their lives. They've had to beg, borrow, and and come up with, with some ways to get a bus ticket to take them to an airport in the middle of nowhere. Charlene and her group have had to get them visas and passports and try to get them plane tickets because there's a language barrier. So this is far, far, far more than just this fabulous gala, which hopefully everyone that's listening will be able to attend on Saturday, August 10th at 5 p.m. And um, so this is a much more rich experience than uh, watching people dance and you don't know their backgrounds. 
Every single Mm -hmm. person on that stage has an incredible story to share with the world. Beautiful. So that, that leads me into what I'm curious about. Because for those of us that have never really formally experienced something like that, maybe you've had a son or a daughter that's, that danced, Karen, my daughter danced with Cosette Vergari when she had her local studio. So, I mean, you of know, some of, maybe your daughter took tap or ballet but didn't really take it or your son to the next level. But in, in this situation, what I would really like to know are the specifics. I'm interested in specifics. And so, Charlene, could you just tell us how this works as far as how many performers are there, how many and what their ages are. You, do you call them performers? Do you call them competitors? Sure. T- take us through the language <laughs> of what this is going to be all about. Well, I'm calling you from Montana, and as I'm talking to you, I'm not at my studio in class, but to give you an idea, we have artists here in Montana right now preparing to come to Los Angeles next week. Um, one of the VIP jury members is here from Cuba, Caridad Martinez, and we also have dancers from Brazil and Italy that are already here and working, you know, on their performances that are coming to to Los Angeles. Um, I, I can give you the details as far as, again, like what the prescription is for the week, but while I do that, re- uh, as Karen mentioned, the visa situations and all the complexities of getting, you know, this mm-hmm. unique group together, that one of the things that makes it the most fun is how fluid it is. <laughs> In other words, mm-hmm. if if the Pakistani drummers <clears throat> actually get their visas and they're going today, you know, in Islamabad for that appointment, um, that changes my week. Then we have percussion that many of our dancers can improv to, and I'll probably be adding, you know, an additional event or master class with them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the schedule is the schedule, but I would never be married to it if there's another opportunity to showcase, you know, a talent or bring together a different group of people spontaneously. So what happens is we open registration. I look at videos that mostly come come to me across Facebook Messenger. From we don't want to make it sound like there aren't Americans. There there are. There's plenty of Americans that compete. I'm bringing mm-hmm. a big group from Montana, but many of these children, you know, are are not easily accessible to send me information. So they send me their dances very via video from wherever they are. And we sift through those, and we choose the dancers we'd like to invite. Some of them can make it. Some of them can't. Um, And when they arrive here, they're either staying in a hotel or with a host family, or um, each one of them has a unique situation coming with their teacher or coming with their family. So we're looking at a dancers group of somewhere between 150 and 200 actual dancers. But the community in Montana for the festival week is usually around 6,000 people. And those people are um, wandering in and out of the theater, watching the competitors compete because their, their dances are short, you know, they're two or three minutes long. And that's available and open to the community for free. And that will be on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at the Redondo Beach Performing Arts Center. The competition will be going on all day long 
in different categories, not just classical ballet, but contemporary and open categories. And while those children are competing, there will be another group in master classes at Loyola Marymount, um, not just in dance, in drama, uh, in art. We're doing a collaboration with David Russell from the Otis College in music. And then there are special events in the evening. One of them is from um, coming from Pakistan, actually, on the evening of Thursday the 8th at Loyola. Mm -hmm. And it's a film by Jamal Shah. And it's the story, really, of how the Taliban has destroyed the perception of Pakistan globally. And um, mm -hmm. he will be there. He's the director, the producer. Uh, he's also the Minister of Literary Heritage and Broadcasting in Pakistan. He's a very important man, and we're um, looking forward to uh, having people from the Pakistan consulate there as well. And there'll be a talk back after that. So that's obviously maybe not the event that all the little children will want to go to, but, for example, the little children might be at the Chinese folk dance class or with the teacher from South Africa, you know, working on stretching. <laughs> so there's, there's a variety of special events of which on Saturday, August 10th, again free and open to the public at Loyola Marymount University, will be the um, Cultural Crossroads Diplomacy Conference. And that morning... Uh, let me interrupt you real quick. Let me just really mm -hmm. quick, because August 10th is a Saturday. Do you yes. mean Friday the 9th? Saturday morning, no. no Saturday morning oh, Saturday is morning the, the diplomacy. Camp. Thank you. Yes, yes. Got it. Uh, beginning right. at nine a.m. at Loyola, will be okay. a series of important conversations interspersed with performances from our um, global dancers community. Um, the Trevor Project will be having a very interesting um, presentation, including their film, the Academy Award uh, winning short film with a dancer from the UK named Sophie Rebecca, who's the first um, trans dancer who's been passing through the Royal Academy of Dance syllabus. And so there's going to be a discussion about, you know, gender equality. Um, we also have Jordan Marinoff with Hidden Tears, who's going to be leading um, a very interesting uh, experience for our audience about human trafficking. And the Cubans uh, coming from Havana are presenting another topic. So in between, and the Georgian Republic is coming, the Russians are coming. Um, from Russia, we have a very interesting performer that morning named Nurbek Batala, and he has won the highest honor in Russia, the Golden Crown. Um, and he's a contemporary dancer. And what's unique about his work is he's from Tatarstan, which means he's Tatar. And he's devoted to preserving his language and culture from that region and incorporating it into his very contemporary dancing. That's, that's a shared value for um, many of my participants and specifically the Native Americans from where we come from, Montana. You know, many of us are con concerned and passionate about right, preserving the traditions that we've grown up with and the you know, et cetera, et cetera. So that is a unique morning. Um, and I encourage everybody who's interested 
and just having a very different experience to attend those conferences, which will go from 9 till 1 o'clock on campus. Following that, we have an awards ceremony for the dancers um, from the week, and then we all meet again for the final gala that Karen mentioned, and that actually begins at 6 o'clock, Karen. Um, Got it. But that's right. back in Redondo it's, Beach. It's, right. We're having a little cocktail hour with hors d'oeuvres and cocktails at 5. So if oh, anybody's okay. hungry, they can they can come <laughs> at 5. <laughs> okay, I'm going to adjust my calendar and get there at 5. <laughs> there you okay. go. Give yourself yeah. plenty of time. You know what the traffic's like. It's a little different than Missoula. Uh, right. So, so I guess just to be clear, so not everything about this, it, because you, you use the word festival, which makes sense to me now. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is more than just a competition. This is, oh, this yes. is crossing mm-hmm. lots of different areas. You had mentioned Otis, and, yes, we are very proud to have Otis College in our community. I, I had mm-hmm. somebody from Otis on my show a few weeks ago, and it's remarkable what they're doing over there. So I mm-hmm. think that this is, this is very. It sounds very inclusive, and I think that that goes along with just everything that you're about. And I think that that's what makes this so, um, I don't know, encouraging to want to attend. And. Are we? I'm just curious, Charlene. So, do you think that there'll be some? I'm not in the dancing world, so you know, if you were talking basketball, I could say, "Oh my God, so and so is going to be there." But are there going to be some people that um, that are notable that will be perhaps attending or being on stage at at your festival and events? Yes, there'll be there'll be diplomats as well as dancers there, and a, and a few movie stars wow. as well. Um, cool. And you know, the we have three outstanding stars coming from Cuba to perform on the gala, and also a star from um, Panama, and, and uh, Americans from the Boston Ballet, and um, it's not. But again, it's not just ballet. There'll there'll be all different types of dancers from. Portugal, Italy, Spain, South Africa, Georgia Republic, China, Mexico, Canada, Pakistan, Brazil, Colombia, Argentina. I mean, it's a lot. Mm. It's a lot. So come and, and and speak to people. You don't have to be. Um, right. We don't hold. We don't hold the jury away from the dancers. It's actually the opposite. It's probably one of the reasons Karen Dial got so interested. And we would talk amongst each others and say, you know, but what about that one in the back? What about who who can help that one? <laughs> and that's what sort of shifted the jury towards, you know, um looking for the next step for the not necessarily the obvious choice, you know? <laughs> you know, it's really funny. Everybody has their own taste in how they how they enjoy entertainment. Some people mm-hmm. like to read, some people like me like to watch television. I I happen to really like television and I happen to like competition television and I I'm listening to you and I'm thinking about the show that's currently running uh which is so you think you can dance and right. uh where people from different genres whether it's hip hop or ballet or um um contemporary you know if you're not in this world you may not even might not have even heard of contemporary dancing and it sounds to me like there's lots of different options um, for for young people. And how and and I believe you said though at the top of the show 
that in your school, in your company, you also have adults. So in the competition yes. mm-hmm. aspect, will you have mm-hmm. people of all ages competing? Yes, we do. Yes. Wow. How <laughs> if, old is your You know, if, if they, the youngest, uh, six, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Six. And actually, I think that's wow. a child from Westchester, Karen. I think that the, oh, the yeah. youngest two are actually from Artistico um, mm-hmm. in Westchester. Yeah, right in Westchester. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. And but you, <laughs> but then you go all the way up through adults as well. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really mm-hmm. that's wow. That's 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 really neat. Um, I think that we would probably all agree that. Arts are really important. Your your specialty is dance. Um, I've had people that their specialty was music, and I I do think that for many of us the the ability to be creative. Maybe it's not going to be in the written word. Maybe you're not going to write the next best novel. Um, but maybe what you do is you just internally from the inside out express. And it sounds to me like, you know, I've never been to Missoula. My very best friend all the way from elementary school has just located near Flathead Lake, which I don't think it's in Missoula, but she is talking about. You need to come visit. I know. So let me ask you, what, what, what university, you had mentioned that there's a university, is it the, is, is what university is in Missoula? The University of Montana, if you're in Got Missoula. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. That's that's. Mm-hmm. It's pretty exciting to be in a in a community that has um, college students. I I mm-hmm. really do yeah. like that. How how do you think? What do you think that the audience is going to take away from attending an experience like this? What's what do you what what is your hopes for that? Well, I think. It it affects them in a communicative way. So, I mean, there'll be some, you know, uh, adrenaline rushes from seeing somebody do, you know, 13 pirouettes or jump very high. But there's also the very tender moments, you know, when you see somebody who won an essay contest that, uh, you know, came from a great distance or that you see a connection that was made um one of the most tender moments I've experienced, I think, in my life, not just BBB, was backstage in Missoula, Montana, very cold. You know, we live in, we live in the wintertime climates, <laughs> and BBB in Montana mm-hmm. is generally in January. It's been in January. So I was backstage getting ready for the second half of the gala, and I saw two of our Salish Kootenai dancers with their arms around two members of the Zulu tribe from South Africa. And it, it made me cry that they had this Are time they... backstage, not on stage, yes. backstage, you know, um, not just becoming friends, but sharing sharing their culture. And it, this, it, I don't, it's, very, it's very moving to me that they um, yeah. found, found, found themselves together. It's an unlikely place. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. It's an unlikely place, and um, it seems to happen a lot that you know these people meet meet at a ballet beyond borders. 
and then it goes yeah. on to something else. <laughs> so since I'm not familiar with Katuna dancers, um, mm-hmm. would they have been from opposing tribes, communities, something like that? Well, they're and from different parts together? of the world. They're both native oh, indigenous tribes, one tribe okay. from Montana and one tribe from South Africa. And there they Got were, it. you know, with their arms around each other. Very, Got it. very, very dear visual oh. and unexpected that's oh. what i'm saying you know we're, yes. we didn't push you know we didn't arrange for this right. to happen it's just they all are there and they they get to know each other very you know very organically so and i think mm-hmm. the audience mm-hmm. participates in that that experience is what mm-hmm. i'm saying so that makes that's what makes it unique mm-hmm. and let me let me clarify one other thing just so that if i'm wondering this maybe somebody else as well You've mentioned the essay contest, and I really do want to recommend people really visit your your website because mm-hmm. your website really has a lot of wonderful information. So once again, that's it's the www.rmbt.org. But what I was curious to know about RMBTS. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Marcia. Mm-hmm. It's rm oh, rmbts. dot org. Nope, no you're wrong, kidding. Karen. <laughs> yeah, it's, Karen. RMB, it's rmbt.org, but there's an S in our oh, email. No, <laughs> and that's okay. Sorry, okay, because I'm on your wrong. page right now. That's okay. There's no S on your page. It's just rmbt.org. That's okay. Yeah. We'll just, it's, li- it's live radio. We do what we do. But what I wanted to ask you is this, because you, that's the hey, I love it. This is what happens when friends get together and visit. You mentioned more than one time the essay contest. So, am I to understand that you would come, you could come as an audience participant, and you could watch dancers from Cuba and dancers from all around the world, and then you might see somebody come forward and read an essay to the audience. Well, we might have the winning one read at the the gala. Um, but okay. we usually publish those online, some of the winners at the end. And, I um, see. I see. Yeah, and we do have Skechers, which is in your local neighborhood, too, as a sponsor yes. of the essay contest yes. this time. And I, I also want to say, you know, Westchester, to me, and I didn't know this, I lived in L.A. for 10 years, but I was over in the Beverly Hills area in Pasadena. Yeah. Westchester's like Missoula. It really does have a very community, community, great community mm-hmm. feeling. So mm-hmm. it's actually a, a feels like a great sister city relationship between the yeah. two. It's perfect. How actually. often have we heard that, Karen? People be driving down yeah. to Palvada and they look to the left, they look to the right. They have no idea that we've got a middle school, we've got elementary schools, we've got a university, right. we've got another university. It's it's like a little known secret, we're, right? But we sure do love yeah, it. Yeah, we're a we? thriving community. Yep. Right. We right. Sure, love it. We sure are. We sure are. Well, you know, so if you were going to, let me ask you this, Charlene, because I want to give you ample time to really sort of let our listeners know kind of the takeaway for you. What what just does it for you? Because you've mentioned sort of this global exchange because I really I think that that's a very overwhelming arc that it's just not um, people that are less, um, you know U.S. citizens that these these young people have to figure out the travel and they and 
all of that goes that goes into this. And what would you like our listeners to really appreciate, particularly when we speak about the gala as well? Well, um, the Triple B Global Cultural Exchange. I mean, first and foremost, with us coming to Westchester, that's possible because of the generosity of the Drollinger Family Charitable Foundation. We would not have been able to do this without their their support. And for the dancers who come and compete and bring their stories, and the musicians and the singers and their culture, I'm grateful. I thank them for joining us, and I thank the community of Westchester to, to come and join us during this festival week, however you want to participate, and in supporting our commitment to um, providing an environment that celebrates not just the art of dance, but an inclusive, diverse, equitable, and accessible community. And uh, I feel wholeheartedly that the, you know, the world is filled with difficult choices these days and a lot of change, and we need the arts to hold up a mirror to our current condition and to tell stories that uplift us and bring us together. So that would be my um, all-encompassing, you know, final note. And it's it's filled with uh, gratitude for us to be able to do that. You know, the other thing, and then I want to have you have a chance to say something, Karen. The other thing that really excites me that you said a little while ago when you talked about the percussionists and the drummers, this is all live music with live mm-hmm. dancing, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you might say, you know, I like dancing is okay. I like dance. I mean, I would be interested in seeing some dancing. But you're talking about everything that has to do with this experience, the, from the dancers to the volunteers that are probably going to be at the Redondo Beach Performing Arts Center, mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. people that are all going to be walking over. I can walk to LMU. I, I do walk at LMU for people that can, that are local. And I realize for those of you that don't live local, this, you know, this doesn't sound all that great. I don't know if you'll be doing some kind of, you know, YouTube video that maybe people will be eventually get to see. And if you can, please let me know so that I can promote it for people. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you if you live in Montana or you've got a daughter or son that has the desire to really blossom in this environment, at your school, if they come from out of state, is there a dormitory-type setting? Can they live there, or how does that work? In Montana, you mean? Or yes, in Montana. During the... Oh, well. No, in Montana. I've got, I've got, I've got two living in my home <laughs> right now. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, um, and we do. We've, we have had, yeah, we've, and, you know, we're, Karen Dial knows we've got a group of Brazilians trying to get their visas this week. I mean, it, like, as I said, it's a very fluid situation. But we welcome mm-hmm. these children like their family, you know, and then they become family. Oh, so, um yeah, there, there's there's really no downside to it. It's just if we only had more hours no. in the day, <laughs> there's never enough yes, time. Yeah, I know. No kidding. Karen, what did you want to add to this conversation before we say goodbye? What would you like to add? Well, we've we've really touched on um, on all of the uh, qualities that 
we're all looking forward to in the week. Um, the kickoff is actually something that's going to be fun. Uh, it's going to be Wednesday at 5. Is that correct, Charlene? You're right, Karen. <laughs> Wednesday at 5. Okay. On, on the LMU campus over at um, the Sculpture Garden area, which is right next to the oh. chapel, Sacred Heart Chapel. So we're going to yes. have some drummers uh, from Pakistan as well as uh, the Native American drummers. Is that correct, Charlene? I'm not sure when the Native American drummers will actually arrive. I think they're coming the next day. But this is okay. uh, well, the Signature Pose event, which is in collaboration with David Russell from Otis. And many mm -hmm. of the um, some of the dancers will be creating their signature pose for these huge canvases. And simultaneously, some of the children will be um, working with our essay contest and our writing teacher, Lori Horowitz. Lovely. So, yes, it's going to, you know, it's in a, what a beautiful, breathtaking uh, destination to go to, actually, too. Right. So <laughs> no people kidding. Can, this is another event that is free to the public, and come on over, and you can meet some of the dancers that way, too. Right, right. Well, here's, here's what I'd like to offer to the people that are the locals. We're really talking about this event that will begin two weeks from this Wednesday. And I will be writing um, a blog about our show today. And, but also, even next week, um, if you want me to do anything that I can do to help promote this, if there's a program that people can see that, that will have you know, more information, I did post on my blog um, the dates and times, but if there's more that you'd like people to know, please please take advantage and, and utilize me so that I can also share that information with the locals here. And mm -hmm. um, I would be I would be more than happy to do that to to get the word out. I would be, this would be great. And this hour flew by. I knew that it would. I knew that whenever you whenever I I've been doing this long enough to know and appreciate that when people have a passion about what it is they feel so strongly about, I happen to have one, right? I mean, you're not going to be with me next week. Uh, next week I'm going to have somebody else that, that works from the Venice Skills Center join me. So, I, I mean, my show evolves week after week after week with interesting people making a difference. And I'm just so grateful that both of you took the time out of, I know, a very very busy schedule, and I, I have to give a shout-out to Mickey Payne. If Mickey hadn't have made this happen, Mickey is the one that connected right. this. Um, and so, Karen, we need to thank Mickey. Mickey works for you in yes, your, in your you business. Mickey. Thank She's you, Mickey. She's quite an amazing person. Thank you. <laughs> she, she, she really is amazing. I'm sorry I didn't mention that up at the top of the hour, but she was the connector and conversations plus connections equals community and this community today was in the was in the arts in the global arts and this global art is 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 dance but it's also essay and it's also just bringing people together what could be better they're like ambassadors it's just mm -hmm. it's just yeah. fabulous i'm i'm 
I'm so thrilled that we had this time together. I sound like Carol Burnett right then. I'm so sorry. But um, <laughs> thank you so thank you so very much, you guys. This was really a, just a terrific show. I appreciate your contribution. Thank well, you thank you, ladies. Us. Yes, and thank we'll see promoting. you at BBB. <laughs> yes. <laughs> see you there, Marsha. <laughs> I hope to see you. I've, as I'm looking at my screen, I'm getting a message from Nikki, like, do you want tickets? So it's just great. So everybody go out and have a fabulous week. Happy birthday to your daughter. Happy birthday to my son. Thank you. And I'll Thank see you, you next yes. week. With a, and, and just have a marvelous weekend. And I look forward to maybe getting hearing about you guys six months from now and what's, what's new. So until next time, everybody, thanks so much for being a part of my show each week. Bye for now. Bye-bye.